Welcome to T3, Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. Your host is Jose Negron. We take the guesswork out of technological jargon so that you know what's next, why it's great or not so great, and how you can benefit from it by learning about it early. Now, here is Jose Negron. Good morning, folks, and welcome, uh, everyone. Uh, This is your host, Jose Negron, on Voice America on the Variety Channel, hosting the Lee Technology Show T3, today, tomorrow's technologies. I want to thank everybody for listening to T3, uh, your support and your encouragement to, to bring guests on and, and have a dialogue. Uh, I want to remind everybody the purpose of the show was to get the uh, techies talking to the non-techies and just having a regular discussion. What makes the future? What kind of technologies we ought to be looking at? Uh, today's program, I'm really excited about that. It's about education and our future to innovation. I believe everything has to start with education. Uh, I've been uh, had a great opportunity uh, to go to uh, school and I guess learn the hard way, uh, more importantly, because I was not a great student. I became a great student as the years went by. uh, And that always bothered me because my kids were great students and I always wondered how come they had it so easy going through school and I always had it so hard or I felt like it was so hard so I have uh, I wanted to do this discussion I've I've been privileged for the last 30 years to work in the technology field and today we're going to answer some of your questions Uh, we no longer can fight uh, you know we're going to we're going to travel faster we're going to visit space we're going to um, continue our educational process. However, when I look back, I feel, and this is a, a discussion with a guest here, uh, Dr. Edward Leon, we'll, we'll talk about it and touch upon it. Are we teaching the right curriculum? Are we teaching the right subjects? Are we moving in the right direction for the 21st century? Uh, some of the questions we'll talk about is uh, key tech drivers in education, uh, you know, the impact of education, you know, uh, the c- current curriculum, is it the right curriculum? The uh, uh, f- uh, fail rate or the uh, r- rate of dropouts, uh, those all worry me. Anyway, let's have a great uh, uh, show today. Uh, if you need to contact me, you can call at 866-472-5788 or email me at todaytomorrowstechnologiesgmail.com. Well, let's move to our guest. I'd like to thank uh, Dr. Edward uh, Leon. Uh, Edward uh, graduated from the University of Puerto Rico, has a master's degree in technology education from Michigan State. He earned his Ph.D. computer application technology and university administration from uh, Michigan State Uh, after 27 years. Uh, in Michigan, he returned to the National University College Mayaguez campus, giving courses in technology, business administration, and professor of the Caribbean University, uh, Ponce giving doctoral courses in technology. He has written uh, many newspaper articles, uh, talked, uh, written several books, and of course, he's also been involved in television uh, production. I'd like to turn now to uh, Edgar and just talk about uh, what struck me was the revolution of on education, if he can expand on that. Edgar, I'd t- turn it over to you. Yeah, thank you very much for uh, for having me. Uh, hello to the world. I know that you're being listened everywhere from every corner of the world thanks to the Internet. And uh, I can't say thank you enough to, to have me on your on your show. 
And uh, this is an exciting time where we have lots of technology available. Uh, connectivity is, is the, I think, is the main thing that we need for schools. You were mentioning uh, schools. Kids love technology, and they have it. Most of them have cell phones, and so they're connected 24-7 everywhere on Earth. Uh, what's interesting is that uh, sometimes education uh, is not caught up because we're right now at the uh, at the verge of a transformation of of, uh, of education, where we don't have just uh, pure subjects uh, subdivided by by columns like math, science, and all that. Uh, that's from uh, the 1800s. That's when uh, we had an industrial uh, economy. Now we have a digital economy, and uh, mostly we depend around, uh, on on talking to each other. So if we connect each other uh, the best way possible, we'll probably learn a lot more. And uh, learning doesn't stop after you leave school. Learning usually should start after you leave school. Uh, it doesn't matter what level you are. And the kids don't need a teacher to learn. You've got to make it possible. That, that's, that's been proven everywhere. Uh, they just need access to education, and we have to motivate them to do that. And uh, it doesn't matter the tools. I think we used to purchase the computers before we knew what we were going to teach or what kids were going to do. Now it's got to be the other way around, where we have to think about what's going to happen in 20 years, which nobody knows, basically. But uh, we have certain patterns that, that are telling us that things are coming. That's, for example, robotics. So, uh, well, uh, they're doing a lot of repetitious jobs that we used to do, even flipping burgers. And... Uh, there we have also artificial intelligence uh, that is taking our calls for us. Then we we can have the machine uh, talking to people and helping them out with their services, and that includes hospitals, that includes uh, security, safety, uh, and it's it's an exciting moment where all our fields uh, should move towards that. But uh, I think we should teach more art, more music, and kids should be kids. They should be moving. They should be learning. But they should be excited about what technology has to offer. That's, that's basically what I may recommend uh, for starters. Okay, and uh, just uh, as a capture, because I was sitting here reading U.S. statistics here, we have uh, approximately in 2017, the fall of 2017, uh, 50.7 million students attending uh, public elementary and secondary school, 35.6 million in pre-kindergarten, and about 15.1 million grades uh, 9 through 12. I mean, that is uh, that's a production line. Additionally, there's uh, 5.2 students, uh, million students that attend private private elementary and secondary schools. So the total for 2017 is about 50. Uh, it's grown. Uh, we expect a, a marginal increase from 2016 to 2017, a total of 50.7 million students. My concern with that is, of course, um, uh, you know, it, uh, my concern is the dropout rate. You hear it all the time. Maybe I make that too big of a deal. But I was one of those students where I got caught up in the bubble. Uh, 
I can remember having a very difficult time in the seventh grade. I don't know why, even to yeah. this day, I ask myself, why did I have such a hard time in the seventh grade? And then from the eighth grade through high school, I, I just, I can't say I breezed through it, but I, I definitely studied. Then I look at my children, yeah. and they had uh, a more an easier uh, understanding of education. You know, they're more of a, a lecturer. They can hear something once and, uh, and, and apply it. So do you have any comments on that, Edgar? Sure, sure. Uh, the the dropout rate is a is a different uh, is a different feature here, a different factor, and it also is multifaceted. You have uh, you have uh, the issue of, of uh, race segregation, things like that that may happen, but uh, that's that's fixing itself because right now, if you really look at the statistics, uh, the United States is made out of uh, a multi multiracial, uh, uh, multicultural. Uh, Group of people, so uh, that's that's going to be fixing itself. Uh, what you have is a disproportionate amount of people gaining a lot of money on one side and a lot of poor people on the other. But it's correlated with the access to education. If you if you provide enough technology to all of them, uh, that that's going to equalize itself. See, we, what we have a big error is that kids are leaving school. And why are they leaving? It's because they can't find anything that they like there. They're not motivated to go there. They're more motivated to learn at home. They may be learning a lot more from uh, video games that they have. They learn more language by watching movies. Kids continue learning even if you don't have a teacher. And I can say that, you know, we don't teach our kids to talk. They just learn how to talk. All of a sudden, he's talking with all these words and saying things and using the cellular phone. The kids that are two years old, three years old, they already know how to dial a phone. I mean, it's like... Uh, they they learn. They they are hungry for learning. Uh, the thing is that what we're lacking in most of the schools, like people leave, is because we try to push them towards the the old model of learning, which was uh, to learn math now and then. Okay, now you learn English and now you learn this and that. It shouldn't be that way. It should be more like developing projects, solving problems, uh, using a problem uh, so that you can apply all those things and uh, not segregate the things. And, and that creates uh, all these uh, separated subjects that kids uh, will, will look at them and will solve them without a teacher doing that. I mean, uh, if you look at Finland, they 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 did away with all the old models. They uh, teachers get together and they decide well which are the problems we're going to solve today, and uh, and they decide, and then uh, all the teachers from all subjects try to provide the kids learning experiences of those subjects without them even knowing. So, and uh, kids move a lot. Kids do a lot of art. They do a lot of music. They do sports. And they have more time, free time to, to enjoy life. It's, uh, that's basically what, what, I, what I would say. But connectivity is the one that's needed to be taken care of. If you have poor places, you will probably see that they don't have any Internet. I would start right there. I would provide Internet to every single place, uh, specifically to start with the poor and underdeveloped places. That's that's my push for it. And as we continue to look at the uh, demographics of uh, uh, of the economy and the income for that uh, place, uh, I notice here now because uh, I grew up uh, as a military uh, child and traveled everywhere. 
and the adjustments to make was significant. And of course, some some kids it was very traumatic. But then I have come here as an adult in the East Coast, and what a difference! Uh, you know, the education importance uh, that folks put on education itself and the curriculum they teach, and and so forth and so on. Versus, let's say, the South, where I ended up growing up most of my years, formative years. So that has a lot to do with it too. Uh, as we move towards a specific curriculum, I know you, you had written a book, um, you know, and you started discussing that in Revolution on Education. Uh, can you uh, provide me a couple of key pointers that you wanted the audience to take away from that book? Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, I wrote the book specifically about, about Puerto Rico. Uh, Puerto Rico is going through, uh, now after the storm, even before the storm, the <laughs> There were a lot of uh, adjustments to to make. Uh, government uh, was still using uh, the old model of uh, teaching. Uh, they, it was highly bureaucratic. Uh, we had no connectivity between schools among schools, and uh, a, a total mess, basically. So the the revolution that I am recommending is that uh, we change the model that we have. We focus on the kids, not on any bureaucratic issues, not on uh, passing a test, not on uh, teaching to the test, and, uh, and and change the model or the, 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 the command and control model that we used to have in the 1800s, 1900s. Uh, that has to change. Uh, the education has to come from the kids. The learning, they're, they're supposed to be in charge of their own learning. They're supposed to tell us what is it that they want. You know, teacher could probably bring in uh, 10 or 20 subjects and have them select what they what they will like or have a day where they select uh, what problems they would like to solve. Uh, five-year-olds, three-year-olds can identify problems around their community that they, they wish to solve and then find out what are the solutions to them with the help of the kid, with the help of the other kids from other parts of the world, other kids that are from that school district, or other teachers, and uh, improve communications. That's basically what I, what I uh, emphasize, is to take a good look at what you have and, uh, and bring it all to surface, get it organized, and, and get people connected. It's, uh, that's the revolution I'm asking for, and uh, specifically with books, uh, not depend on just a, a small library of 20 books in your, that has all books in your school, but uh, to open it up to the Internet and see all the thousands and thousands of books that are available for them that could, they could be read. Uh, they come with audiobooks, so kids who are struggling with reading, they can just follow and learn a little bit more. Uh, you have tutors that are in, in, in YouTube. Uh, of any different subjects uh, that you would like to learn. So it's a uh, it's not just uh, pigeonholing somebody to learn just one thing, because uh, all that is gonna is gonna change, and it continues changing. Um, and we need we need to access not only from K twelve. We need everybody studying. We need every single person studying and learning and teaching each other. That's basically it. That uh, uh, this the story about well, let's leave it to the school to teach. No, uh, you can also take care of of it. Teach to learn. Teach the kid to learn by themselves. That's basically it. I think. Uh, I think teaching, uh, teacher preparation programs should should change completely. That's also I'm recommending right there that the the curricula should change totally. That, that it's not a command control style. That it should be more like a 
teachers should know about technology, they should produce. I was on TV production uh, uh, for many years, and right. teachers should, could produce a lot of that material that will interest the kids. Uh, you were talking about the South. That will interest the kids. Uh, let's not talk about, you know, uh, uh, someplace, the North Pole, uh, that the kid is not related to. Let's talk about what's going on down there, and the teacher could produce lots of things for them or help them record something or help them take a video or something and take a picture and, and narrate and share. That's, that's the exciting thing about school. So you, could, you can make it as exciting as you want. Uh, many people will say, well, uh, there's a lot of noise in that, in that classroom, but that means that something is happening. Just by being silent and listening to the, to the teacher is not, for me, the teaching model that I want. That's basically it. It's changed. Yeah, I think uh, the critical thing and what's exciting about classrooms more than anything else, I've always been a team member, so individual projects never interest me, but uh, team projects have always interested me. My son's just the opposite. He likes, because uh, he's very good at it, and he, he feels like other people are are taking advantage of him. So that's a, it's one of those things that you know, we have to balance, I told him. Because in real life, you're you're working problems individually as you come up, but then eventually they'll become a group uh, group project, and you have to take lead. But I think, as you said, the, the critical piece right now is to prove education uh, through a digital connection, and then be um, open to various pieces so that the kid is uh, pr- providing uh, instructions or input to what he's going to learn today. So, anyway, we're coming up on our our first break. Uh, I've had the privilege to talk to uh, Dr. Uh, Leon today. He's out of Puerto Rico, uh, a critical thinker in technology. Spent 27 years in Michigan, uh, PhD in technology curriculum administration and um, other aspects. Uh, he is now living in Puerto Rico, so we can also ask him about the temperature difference. I just came back last night from Puerto Rico, uh, so uh, we can uh, talk about that. But let's go to our first break, and uh, we'll. We'll be back here shortly. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. 
Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert, Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath, emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My favorite coffee story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks. Uh, we're looking at T3, the uh, Today, Tomorrow's Technology Show. Uh, we're specifically talking about education and our future to innovation. I have uh, our guest, Dr. Edward Leon, uh, spent most of his time in adult education in Michigan and has just set up shop in Puerto Rico for a number of years. And so there's a quick uh, quite a bit of uh, weather distinction there. He's enjoying the small island life and uh, looking forward to chatting with him about uh, uh, the various aspects of Puerto Rico living in uh, in a tropical island. But right now, let's talk about education. We're talking about trying to get connectivity, uh, digital connecti- connection to all the kids, uh, free up the classroom structure a little bit, uh, let it be more innovative, and let the kids start deciding what they do. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the, um, um, the curriculum a little bit, the structure of the curriculum, the dropout rates. Uh, right now, I'm going to focus on the curriculum because I'm, I'm a tech guy, and most of you have known that we've had a little, we've had a uh a show on robotics, we had a show on drones, we had a show on space, we talked and touched on AI and machine-to-machine learning uh, algorithms and, uh, and, and what that could do for future uh, robotics uh, uh, development and industry development. And, but more importantly, what I like to talk about is education, because a lot of people feel like it's it's a waste of time. I mean, Bill Gates, if you look at Bill Gates, uh, he dr- dropped out of school to go pursue his career. I, I like to refer to Churchill. A lot of folks say Churchill had a hard time uh, going through school. Uh, I, I still believe that uh, education is important. I still believe that you need to have a foundation. Uh, you c- but don't let your struggles uh, deny you for your future. And that's kind of I want to footstomp that. Uh, you get a dream, follow your dream, and don't let anybody stop you. Uh, Dr. Edgar uh, Leon, uh, as you begin to develop your technology classes, what are some of the main barriers that your students have as you develop uh, the course itself? Well, and, uh, it's, there are many, many factors. Uh, the first one is connectivity. Uh, again, 
uh, and people ignore that uh, you need a you need a, a good bandwidth in order to do this. If you're going to use uh, email, fine, you can do it with five megs. But if you're going to do uh, all sorts of multimedia production and you want to put it out there for people, you want the kids to use it, uh, so you need more. And uh, we we tend to purchase uh, terrific machines and a lot of. Uh, uh, power uh, machines, but then when you go to uh, to connectivity and how much you have in order to download and upload uh, the information, it's it's very very skinny. So that is something that uh, that needs uh, need to be uh, taken care of. But basically, talking about curriculum, uh, you need about you need to learn how to read. Basically, that's that's the one you need to learn how to compute. Uh, you need to learn how to collaborate. Uh, you need to learn how to how to think critically. Um, I take things for granted, and uh, specifically in Puerto Rico, we used to have uh, a model where you uh, you got educated to be somebody else's employer, employee. Um, right now, I think we should focus more on uh, the people should study and continue studying around all their lives by reading anything that's going on their hand. They can they can take a look at in order to learn. Uh, you don't you don't need to pigeonhole yourself in just one career. You can have four or five different careers. You can uh, collaborate with people all around the world. Uh, there's a book out there. Uh, it's called The World Is Flat. Uh, you can you can take a look at it. it talks about all that. The barriers are gone down. Uh, you could just use anything you want, any type of a machine you want, in order to talk to anybody at any time of the world. Around the world, you can record your voice. You can, uh, you can be, you know, it's up to you how creative you become. But uh, curricular should not be uh, something that's in a in a, in a packet somewhere that's limited. It should it should be f- free to uh, expand itself and to to do more than what we're doing right now. We should think that schools are not just buildings. Schools uh, lost the buildings. Uh, that's what I'm saying in the Educational Revolution book. It's, we do not think about learning just in one school, one building. We should think about learning everywhere you go, everywhere, at any time you have. And you can teach somebody else. So that's something else. You, uh, you have many parents looking back. Uh, that's an error that we commit uh, all the time we're making. We talk to people to give us ideas about education, and they think back of when they were educated. You're going to have to think forward. You have to think about the future, what those kids are going to be doing and where they're going to be working. Well, they're not going to work in a building. They're going to be working probably at home, and they're probably going to be sharing and collaborating with other workers around the around Earth, and there will be probably contracts uh, with people. That's basically my, my contention. I don't know. No, and I let me pick up on the curriculum because, I, you know, uh, MIT, you look at the East Coast schools, but I look at MIT, one of the, well, the premier um, university in the in, in the world, and I go back as I have the opportunity uh, through uh, my connections in the military and through DARPA, and I go back in there, and they're just an incubator. I mean, for me, looking outside in, they're incubators. They're, they're assisting those students to be uh, not an employee, but an employer. And I think that that's is right. a major difference. I go, my goodness. 
you know, they're teaching the, the, the students there to be the boss, not the, the employee. And that's the aha moment right. that I took away out of MIT. And, and then I go back to my school, Louisiana Tech. I realize now most of the schools are trying to become in, incubators and, and reshape their curriculum so that they're no longer teaching the worker, but they're teaching a, a future employer or a boss out there. And, and that's where innovation and that th- foundation of change uh, from the digital world yes. is going to come. And so, yep, uh, you're, you're creating you're creating um, uh, systems and products. You teach the kid how to do uh, research and solve problems and, and making things more efficient. Taking the products that they know already, if they can combine them, uh, everything is going to be connected to the internet. So you have them doing that. I mean, they connect everything and see what advantage you can have doing that. Because time is money. And if you spend a lot of time solving a problem, it's going to cost you more. And if you think like a business person, uh, well, you're going to be studying to sell something to somebody. It's probably going to be an idea or a process or a system or a product. And you should be ready to learn how to do that and learn how to express yourself in more than one language. I mean, people in Europe, they speak five, six languages. So uh, the more you expand, uh, the more clients you're going to have. And the better you do it, uh, uh, the better the better you're going to be uh, at, the, at the business you do. Uh, more, some people criticize some of the musicians. Some people criticize some of the artists that are out there making movies and getting billions of dollars. Well, it's, uh, these guys uh, study that. I mean, they, they, they just didn't come out of their, their classroom or their homes and started uh, acting. I mean, they went to an acting school, they got prepared, they did really good stuff, and then they have a good group of producers and, and, and artists. And so that's that's basically uh, uh, where we're going. We don't depend on one structure and one place. Uh, the other thing is that we have to teach online. We have to open up, uh, do a lot of uh, uh, MOOCs, uh, you know, massive open uh, online courses uh, that are out there in uh, People don't want any more PhDs. We already we already have enough. We, they want people who could solve problems. They they want people who could uh, learn. They get people who could share what they learn, collaborate, and and uh, and become uh, the leaders of the world and help yeah. out everything from from the. If we all study, uh, usually the depth will go down. The USA debt will go down. If you, if you have everybody in school and you have everybody graduate, you have everybody uh, start starting to become a boss. So what do you think about... Uh, the tech uh, trade schools, you know, when I was in high school, we had a lot of the shops back there. I wasn't really interested in shops, but it opened up my uh, viewpoint and I was and I took a couple of things that I like to do and expanded upon that. And that was uh, how to use uh, technology, how to introduce technology to a non-user, how to uh, describe right. what the individual built, because that's how I built my foundation sure. here is describe describing how that technology supports an individual, and we've forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, we have forgotten that a lot, and, uh, and it's uh, it's it's all over the place. It's in uh, in our health field. Uh, yeah. you you used to have these huge machines that were scanners. Now you have like a pencil scanner, and you can scan somebody even more efficiently that way. And those are products that people thought about, and uh, they are developing them. It's uh, 
it's it, the imagination is something that's always works and that it's wonderful. And and sometimes kids go with their imagination to schools, and because the teacher told them not to imagine anything, uh, they they just cut them off, and uh, they're not becoming productive because of that, and they drop out because of that. So it starts uh, with the teacher preparation program should should be a lot more inclined towards the development of, of technology and and to be uh, in that end uh, more progressive and to uh, include more world issues uh, so the kids could uh, solve problems around the world. Nothing just, uh, I'm going to be uh, working at the United States. No, I'm going to be working in Australia, England, uh, Japan, France, everywhere. That's basically it. Right, right. And uh, what's interesting, uh, I had uh, Gene uh, from the uh, Digital Business Magazine a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about, uh, you know, as digitization or robotics continue to grow, and as you said, mm-hmm. uh, the AI, machine-to-machine activities in hospitals, and just about everywhere, it's not just replacing people. It's actually creating other opportunities, and we have to look at that. I mean, when I look at space, all all the uh, items that were produced in the early, late 60s, 70s, and 80s, I mean, we're using those today, and we need to look forward, not backwards, and say, what can I do, or how do I get there? And I think that's going to bring uh, tremendous uh, opportunities. I mean, that's where I look at uh, Elton Musk, uh, uh, his um you know he's he's a visionary. He just goes out there and do, does it. He uh, and that's what I. Uh, my background is, of course, uh, the experimentation. Don't let uh, a failed experimentation deter you, because sometimes you learn more through failure. I mean, uh, Thomas uh, Edison on the light bulb. How many times he failed before he got the light bulb right? So yeah, it's basically mostly trial and error. Trial. They have to do experimentation. They have to learn how to do experiments. They have to learn how to. How to fail on things, and you fail, and you learn. That's basically basically what we what we want them to do. But the teacher preparation programs are the ones that need to change it drastically. And uh, the universities that you mentioned, well, MSU, Michigan State, has as different programs around the world, but uh, their their teacher preparation program is one of the best. And what they do is they they take the kid who wants to learn how to be a teacher, they put him in the school already, right there, as soon as they get there. And yeah. uh, you, you, you just learn, learn by doing, learn by exchanging ideas with the kids and learning about their backgrounds and meet uh, the parents and uh, and they, they have this vision, the world vision is what you get once you study in a place like that. It's you, you know that there are other people around the world that have the same problems that you have, and then you can help them. You can help out. And the only thing is that we don't have the language, but now with the translators that we have with Google and all these companies. Uh, we should start working at it. I mean, just playing video games is not going to make it. Uh, and we should be not playing the video games in the schools. We should be designing games in the video, in, in the schools and have the kids uh, design their own computer programs and learn how to do programming and learn math and learn that. But it should be fun. It shouldn't be just drill and practice, uh, like like a like a you know like a punishment. Uh, I'm going to make you do ten problems if you don't behave. That shouldn't be it. It should be that, uh, and let's build uh, this bridge and uh, let's measure it. Let's find out if uh, our relates. So let's go downtown to see the bridge that's there and let's see what it's made out of and let's see the height and see the weight that it takes and what materials it's made of. And the kids can experiment that, take pictures of it, measure it, and see see who made it, uh, how much did it cost, why did it cost that much. Uh, 
things like that. Uh, the, the other one that has to be expanded in the United States is satellite communication and also uh, solar power. Uh, uh, increasing should be done, either solar and wind. Uh, once you do that, I think we don't spend that much money on, on oil and on, on, on purchasing things that are going to damage the earth. Uh, yeah. More recycling so programs. One of one mm-hmm. of the things you mentioned earlier in the curriculum development, as far as kids, and I'm trying to remember this. Uh, there's an astronaut over here at the uh, uh, East Coast by uh, the um, the Johnson Center here, and he mm-hmm. was talking about uh, STEM education, but with an A. Yes. Because he doesn't want yeah. to leave out the artists because he feels that's also important. So we already segregate groups of people uh, that we shouldn't uh, segregate. And it's, uh, it's kind of funny because as a, as, a, as a student, I always, for me, it was always a challenge of who is the best, look around, and I'm going after him. Uh, you know, as far as he's my model, I want to be as good as he is. Now, it took me several mm-hmm. years to catch up, but at least I could mm-hmm. shoot. Now they uh, segregate the kids based on their talent. So if you're a C-plus uh, student, the only thing you ever see is C-plus. You don't see a B or an A student. And that bothers me because, I, you know, you're, you're limiting the growth factor for that student is one thing. Yeah. Yeah, basically, the, the, the thing about standardized tests is, is doing a lot of damage. And lots of kids have different abilities. And, and if it's art, well, they should, we, should, we should explore that. We should help them uh, cherish that. that. Uh, if they like dance, they should do that. And they should, uh, every kid shouldn't be learning the same things. They won't be working in the same things. So they have to explore what they like and what they have uh, abilities to do. So I, I would say... That's part of the teacher's job is to find out who has what ability and, and help them increase that ability and and learn more and study more about that and become the best of it. But, and, and maybe if it's a dancer, we'll have a dance academy, be the best and show people around the world. So have them explore that part and not put them down because they had an F in math. Well, he's yeah, not yeah. going to be a mathematician. That's basically it. It's, it's, uh, you shouldn't punish them because of that. It's uh, yep. there. There are different ways. Kids learn in different ways. They have different interests. They take time. Some of them, some of them take two days to learn something. Some of them take two months to learn it. So it's uh, it's a matter of motivation, and the teacher is there to do that to motivate kids. I would say. Okay. Well, folks, uh, we're coming up on our second break here, but I just wanted to recap. Uh, uh, we're talking to Doctor. Ed- Edgar Leon, he's down in Puerto Rico, and he had 27 years in Michigan, and we're talking about education and our future to innovation, and when I come back, we'll step it up a little bit, and we'll talk about specific curriculums, um, how to the incubators in the various colleges uh, support education, and what he's done himself in technology field in Puerto Rico. Okay, we'll be back shortly. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. There are so many ways to get your message out into the world. Why wouldn't you use as many media outlets as possible to promote your book, your business, or your brand? So how will you do it? Where will you start? 
I'm Paula Rizzo. And I'm Terry Gispicio. Join us every week on Lights, Camera, Expert. Unleash your expertise. We'll show you how to get the media attention you and your brand deserve. Listen every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Voice America Variety. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on voiceamerica.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. To reach the program today, please call in to 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to today, tomorrow's technologies at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back, folks, to, uh, to T3. Uh, we continue to explore education and our future to innovation on the T3 program. Uh, my guest today is Dr. Edgar Leon. And uh, Edgar, what, what made you go into education, I guess? Because my mom and my grandmother they were all in education i didn't go that route but what made you go that route well it's um i was i was going to study pharmacy but uh after after looking at what it was going to be to be in a place without movement you know seeing the sun or whatever and uh just looking at medicines and giving medicines to people i think that that didn't you know that didn't give me any jollies so it's like all of a sudden, I saw, I saw, uh, had an experience going to a school and saw a teacher. Her name was Mrs. Janet Johnson, Johnson. Uh, and specifically, she was from Michigan. <laughs> and, uh, she's the reason I went to Michigan State. Uh, basically, right. it was, it was something like, like, uh, incredible, but, you know, that things happen. I got inspired by that teacher. I, I saw how she could, uh, light up those kids and, and, and make them, work and study and discuss and all that. And I said, well, I, I tend to like to do this. I like to speak to people and, and I like to present ideas and see if they work. And, you know, always, uh, I was always in, involved with, with media, even that uh, when I was working on my uh, bachelor's degree, I, I went to the TV studio and started asking to work for free there and learn how to use the video camera. There used to be black and white video cameras from reel to reel. They, they, they waited a ton, and the <laughs> microphones could kill somebody with it. I mean, it was, like, huge. It's, uh, I've been exposed to some of that. That, that probably that com- combination of, of teaching and, and technology 
was the one that uh, got me interested. And as I say, everybody has something that they like that they will do even for free if they have to do it, and that's it. And here, well, in Puerto Rico, I, am, I, uh, I, I was in charge of, of uh, instituting the first uh, uh, online program uh, with the University of Puerto Rico by OS. We taught 16 nuns in, in, in Colombia uh, wow. technology. They, they, they needed some... <laughs> They needed, uh, they needed some some help there, and, and I said, "Well, there's a whole world that needs uh, this this knowledge of how to connect themselves to the rest of the world and, and learn uh, computer literacy." And, Perfect. Uh, your kid couldn't imagine all that. So uh, right now, <clears throat> as I'm talking to you, I'm I'm here at the Capitol uh, working with the educational reform pro- project that they have, where we're going to uh, actually. Uh, try to digitize, automate all the processes that they have and help uh, in, in restructuring the whole thing. Based on the, the book I had, I think that had a lot to do. Somebody read it and called me. I'm, I'm here. It's yeah. clear. I'm, just, I'm, I'm identifying all the all the, the things that need to be done and identifying all the parts of body that are going someplace where they shouldn't. Uh, but again, as you saw, you were in Puerto Rico. The communications went down. Uh, but it went down because the power went down because we have an antique power system. It's, system, uh, yeah. It's a it's a series. Uh, it, it's it's a series around the around the the island. If one cable is broken, the rest of it goes down. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it's 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 horrible. So yeah. here I am also uh, trying to institute uh, new solar systems for schools, uh, portable that yeah. would that would have also Wi-Fi. And the uh, United States should, should jump in that bandwagon also. If you have poor develop on the you know, poor schools, they can they can rent some of those units that are very, very cheap and, and turn it on and not depend on anybody else to bring them. Yeah, um, the, t- the technology or they can use yeah, it's there. The technology's yeah. there. Uh, the solar panels are getting better. The the ability to produce and get electricity back into net. Uh, the microgrids, which I'm very interested in, uh, so that you don't have the centralized storage power sure. unit. Every every yeah. house has to become its own generator, or every building. Of course, of course, yeah. of course. And and if you wanna if you wanna enter in the classroom, teachers should allow their students. And I repeat it again: teachers should allow their students to use their cell phones to access the internet because if that's the only thing they have to do it let's have them do it and yep. that yep. you can you can listen to books that way you can you can see all sorts of things to learn there and they can ask questions there and they can have research the projects done with, with their cell phones and and we'll talk to everybody around the world I think it's uh, to say to say that that's not true I mean they're losing a lot of power right there they just don't depend on one computer in a, in a in a place in a library where they're going to have to share it for half an hour and then leave. That's right, not education right. for me. Uh, that's not education for me. So it's, that's, that's my two cents on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. Let me just go over some facts here. Uh, you know, we've been talking about uh, schools, uh, graduation rates. Uh, Kentucky has, uh, at least for the uh, quarter I'm looking at, uh, mostly coming out of the 16, 17 uh, time frame, uh, about 88%. New Hampshire, about 88.1%. Wisconsin, 884 Nebraska, 889 Texas, 
about 89. So, you know, uh, at least the graduation rates. But the question that everybody keeps asking, and I'm not saying everybody has to be an engineer, but I would like for them to be a technology enthusiast. In other words, know a little bit about technology, uh, build a career, whether it's in uh, accounting and uh, writing or whatever, using that career. Because I really believe uh, the digital world is here. You have to understand what that microchip does. And uh, to me, I would like to see a curriculum that you walk into the classroom, you build your digital radio. The next uh, quarter or three months, you build a computer, uh, but everybody's involved. You know, I've got accounting. What's the price? What's the history of that metal? Why are you using this metal to build that microchip? Or where did that microchip come? Kind of like what you talked about a little bit earlier, Dr. Leon, where you get everybody and all the teachers involved and you come up with a project. After that, uh, you know, I'd like to see them. I mean, we're going to go to flying cars. Those those things are coming. Uh, I, I was privileged enough to lead the grand challenge for the uh, autonomous vehicle, uh, the Google car. Um, you know, the uh, the Tesla. Uh, I had a good friend of mine drive drive it semi uh, autonomous from uh, from Dallas to all the way to Washington. Uh, the technology is moving forward, and I would like to encourage the kids to stay with us and and study. And as you said, Doc. Uh, really, uh, graduating from high school, college is just the beginning because you're always studying. I'm always studying. So any other comments on your side, Doc, as you prepare? I'd really like to know how, what are the challenges as you start introducing the kid to the television production. It's kind of interesting. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's a different world. Uh, the challenges are, are or that they they come with uh, this fear of using technology, like I'm going to break something, or I'm going to. Uh, but once you explain to them, hey, this is the tool that you use. That's it. That's basically it. it's not that much, not much of a deal. Uh, what what uh, what you have to be aware of is is, is the ideas you want to put through, and the television is a tool to do that. And uh, you can make as many as you want. You can you can connect to people as many people as you want. And once they learn that that happens, they start working. They start doing stuff. And uh, that, that's basically what I have discovered. And you, you don't need a lot of money in order to do it. You could do it now with your cell phone. Uh, there are some people who are already uh, famous, and they're doing millions of people looking at their, at their models. And they, they're probably doing a lot more than many other people who are paying millions of dollars for their programs, but they're doing it with their cell phone. It's, uh, right. it's the idea right. that we have to teach them how to figure out ideas, bring new ideas to the table to solve the problems of the future. They have to think about the future. They just can't think about the past. It's not going to happen that way. And the, the better, the more educated uh, the people are, the less hunger it's going to be. And probably sometimes the war is going to be less if, if they are doing something, if they learn, if they start learning that uh, we shouldn't bomb anybody because uh, they don't believe in what you do. You could probably get a lot more by uh, working together for the kids that are coming out in the future. So as I was doing my research, as I was doing my research trying to figure out what uh, schools are teaching, and at least in my own, because I come from a heavy tech background, or and I should say from a business tech and application, uh, i.e. I'm not an engineer, but I love to be around them. I love to use it. I'm I'm the Mikey of my field where they say, what, what can I do with this? And I go, oh, you can do, you know, here are the 10 possible things you can do with it. So that's the 
that's the innovation creativity that I think uh, at least the Lord has placed on me to say, this is your, your uh, life work to continue that process. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to look at, uh, when I did my research, There's, a, I guess there's a partnership for the 21st century learning. Uh, there's the core curriculum uh, that uh, I guess everybody was discussing initially uh, a couple of years ago. We get in these big fights versus trying to understand what the heck we're really trying to teach and where we're really trying to go. So I'm sure during your research and writing those books and magazines, you've come across a lot of the, I guess, dogfights on what I call immaterial thing. What are we doing for our kids? Because that's the most important thing. So Yeah, that's a waste of time. That's basically a waste of time. We should be talking about how do we how do we have this kid learn by itself, not yeah. uh, what, what what is the material that they should learn. I think that's up to them. Uh, what what you need to teach them is to make to start being uh, being uh, independent, to think critically, to develop products that will save time and money to people that will uh, learn research methods so they can uh, cure people that have uh, sickness and uh, and see how things could work better uh, for people who don't have. Uh, what you have, you know, people who don't have water, people who don't have uh, clean water, clean air uh, to solve that problem, uh, uh, disposal garbage, uh, just look back and see if you can solve some of those problems, and they'd probably be in your backyard. And if they do that, I think we'll be doing a, a good service to them. Exactly. So let me run off some uh, statistics. Uh, uh, as I said earlier, we had about 50.7 million students enroll for the fall of 2017. Uh, the public school system hires 3.2 million full-time teachers. Uh, our current uh, expenditure for just the public school secondary in the U.S. is $623.5 billion. And that's the estimate for 17 and 18. Yeah, that oh, is God. a lot of dollars. And the projected dollars for each student is 12.3. And I'm going, are you kidding me? That's I can do a lot with 12.3. You know, so uh, it's it's just something that I guess you and I have the passion. We need to reexamine uh, the curriculum. We need to uh, examine how we move forward. I'm not going to get in this private, public, uh, you know, charter school issue. The issue is that uh, we need to provide a better education for our people and be a little bit freer. I think your book on revolution uh, and the connectivity uh, hits right uh, at the core. And so we've got about a minute left. Uh, what would you like to uh, say as we round up the program? Oh, I would say that uh, education is the number one issue that we need to solve. The better we and the faster we do it, the better we'll be. But uh, the main problem right now is that people should worry about how to connect their school to the Internet. That will be my number one thing. If you're going to spend money, billions of dollars or whatsoever, just connect the people. They'll figure out a way of learning, but you have to connect them. And the biggest problem that we have with the, those who have those who don't have is the connectivity. If you look at the poor schools, they're not connected. If you look at the rich schools, they are connected. So I think that's basic right there. If we start there, we'll be okay. 
Folks, this is your host, Jose Negron on Voice America on the Variety Channel. Uh, this is a leading uh, technology show called T3 Today, Tomorrow's Technology. We we're privileged today to have uh, Dr. Leon, and uh, the subject today was on education and the future uh, to innovation. Join me next week as we talk about energy. Looking forward to seeing you, and I'd just like to say thank you, Alex, for getting Dr. Leon on the show today, and uh, best to everybody, my audience. Take care, and have a great day. Take care. Thank you for listening to Today, Tomorrow's Technologies. We hope you'll join your host, Jose Negron, for another exciting program next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Enjoy the rest of your week.